Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. I am so excited to be here with Stephanie Watson. She is one of our amazing health coaches at Stat Wellness, and we're actually sitting in our new Roswell location right now, which is a 1850s old room with original hardwoods and an old fireplace, and we're sitting on our IV chairs, which are leather and winged, and um, so I'm just feeling really... I'm feeling really like ready to go. Yeah, it's beautiful in here. <laughs> well, welcome to the Little Buy Podcast. And I wanted to start first because we get questions all the time about like, what is health coaching? So let's start there with you kind of defining or describing what your role is at Stat Wellness. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited to be here, by the way. Um, so really, health coaching is about helping people to meet their health and wellness goals by helping them to set and create goals that are realistic and attainable. Um, that help them to meet their sort of bigger, long-lasting uh, health and wellness goals. So. And I think so many times, I think of it as to like a personal trainer mm -hmm. or a life coach or any of those things. Like we all have certain areas of our life that we need that accountability. Mm -hmm. And I think your health is the greatest wealth you possibly have. So why not invest the time in meeting with a health coach that's going to motivate, encourage you, and help strategize? And this is why I really wanted Stephanie on here today, because I know I've heard myself use these excuses, and I've met with patients all the time, and we hear some of the same excuses. And so we wanted to kind of go through what's an excuse and what are some like really quick tips to help you overcome that. So I want to start the first one, especially with the holiday season is I eat out like every meal with my job. I can't eat healthy. How would you respond to that? Yeah, I think one of my biggest recommendations would be to uh, one, look at the menu before you go so that you can have a plan before you get there. And then when you get there, really prioritize having protein and vegetables. And then if you want to have fries or some pasta, that's fine. But we want to have a balanced plate to keep our blood sugar balanced for the rest of the day. That's the goal. And I find that to be true all the time, even with some of my moms are like, well, we get we do pizzas on Friday. And I'm like, well, you know, could you have a slice of pizza and pair it with a side salad with some protein on it? So you're still eating pizza with your family. You're not depriving yourself, but you didn't eat half the pizza and no protein. So, and that's a great tip. And really like eating protein is obviously going to fill you up quicker yeah. and help you not eat all the uh, rolls that are on the table. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and maybe just tell them to hold the rolls and don't even bring them to the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So next excuse that I hear all the time is I don't have time to work out. So, um, what would you respond to and how would you handle that? Well, I mean, I struggle with that myself being a mom and working and a wife and wanting to do all the things and also wanting to work out. So really what I recommend is that 10 minutes is okay. If you have 10 minutes, use it. Um, I oftentimes will work out when I'm cooking dinner in the oven and my kids are playing. Um, but 10 to 30 minutes, try to get in that movement every day. It will make you feel better. Just, you know, nobody ever regrets a workout. Um, and don't force it in the morning. I mean, a lot of people say that that's when, you know, I should work out. But if 
I really think sleep trumps everything, really. And so if it doesn't work out, then do it on your lunch hour. Um, do it in the afternoon. Do it, you know, while you're cooking dinner. But, you know, something is better than nothing. So, and that was something for me with opening stat and having Emory. I was like, I, to me, working out was going to the gym for 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Like that's all yeah. I knew that was workout. Yeah. And if I didn't do that, it was like, I wasn't doing anything. And before I knew it, I was like, Cameron, it has been like several weeks and I have not moved my body yeah. besides like walking into my office and walking out of my office. Like this is horrible. And so I did the exact thing. I was like, I can commit to 10 minutes a day. We actually invested in getting some kettlebells and dumbbells at home. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go down. I picked three exercises to do. And I was like, I'm going to do each exercise for a minute with a break, a minute with a break for 10 minutes. And I was so surprised that after almost every one of them, I was a little bit sore in whatever muscle group I was working. And mm -hmm. it was like, that was 10 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing what you can accomplish in 10 minutes, really. I mean, it was crazy. I'd go down there and do kettlebell swings and my glutes the next day, I was so sore because I did three and a half minutes of kettlebell swings. Yeah. And I think it's minutes. important to be present when you're doing it so that you do feel the muscles. You're not, you know, just be there, be in the moment and you'll, you'll get a really good workout. Yes. So I think that is huge. The other one that we hear all the time is I, I forget to take my supplements. Mm -hmm. So what do you, how do you handle that one? Yeah. So I think one of my biggest recommendations there would be to get a pill box. And I know we have a lot of patients at stat that have to take pills at um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I would say lunch is probably the hardest to remember. So I recommend getting three different pill boxes if that's the case for you, filling them on Sundays. Um, my kids actually help me. They think it's really fun to do on Sundays with us. Um, and then leave it by the coffee pot in the morning. If you drink coffee or make lemon water, leave it next to that. Put it in your purse or your bag for work. And then um, again, at dinner, just, just leave it out by the stove or by your toothbrush at night. Um, I actually just worked with a patient this week. And what we did on our call was fill her pill box because she was just having this mental barrier of actually filling it. So you're not going to know if the supplements help unless you take them and they aren't forever. They're, they're meant to be, you know, supportive for where you're at in your health journey and they'll change. So I think that's important. Definitely. And our goal is really not to be on too many supplements in the first place. And yeah. so I always say like, we want to make sure it works. Like if you have your pill pack and you can't fit your supplements in your <laughs> pill pack, like we'll narrow it down <laughs> so you can fit them in there and you can take them. Send an email. <laughs> yes. But I do think it's so important to put the supplements next to something that you do every day. Yeah. Because I know for me, if I have them tucked away in my cabinet and, you know, I'm having a busy morning or, you know, Emory doesn't want to eat her breakfast and I'm running out the door, I'm not going to remember to pull out all my bottles and take them. So um, I do think that's huge. Just set it somewhere. You literally pop it open, take the pills, and um, it, it does help a lot with consistency. So that's great. Um, this is another one that we hear all the time, and I know you've heard this a lot too, is they str people struggle to go to bed at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Like they know, and they actually have a name for this now. They call it like sleep procrastination. I haven't heard that. So they're actually, I think it was Washington Post that did this whole article on sleep procrastination. And it became such a big thing during the pandemic too, oh. because people were working longer hours from home. They weren't having as much separation. Right. Um, and, you know, it was just a stressful time. And so when everybody went to bed, it was the only time they had for them. And so they procrastinated going to bed. So this is obviously important because you just mentioned sleep triumphs everything, which I completely agree. It's when our body heals. It's yeah. where we restore memories. Uh, it helps our immune system. So what are some of your like first tips to kind of help set up that bedtime routine? I think one of the biggest things that we 
all need to probably work on and improve is the technology. So it's really hindering our sleep and wanting to go to sleep. So you may be watching TV on your phone and kind of falling asleep, but then you wake back up and you get this second wind and then you're sort of wired and tired. And so a lot of the people that I work with are, like I said, on the phone, watching TV. So my biggest recommendation is to turn one of them off. <laughs> um, you know, if that's first step, that's the little by little, little becomes a lot. So first step is get off one of the devices. And then I really, you know, would say go screen free 30 minutes before bed. And that can be your sort of you time. You can stretch, you can read a book, you can meditate, you can do your face care routine, um, floss your teeth, you know, just things that you can do in those 30 minutes. And you would be amazed at how much more ready you are to go to bed. Um, and then beyond that, I, I always recommend blue light blocker glasses at night when you are using technology and to dim the lights. I mean, after dinner, we start dimming the lights in my house um, pretty quickly. And that is so important, the dimming the lights, because light tells our brain to not make melatonin. So yeah. our pineal gland makes melatonin in response to darkness. Mm -hmm. And so I think everything that you just mentioned is huge as we think about getting ready for bed. We cannot go from a bright room, a screen, a TV to having the melatonin we need for good, deep, restful, restful. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a huge point. Anything you do to help people kind of figure out like what time they should go to bed. This is something I hear all the time is like, I go to bed at 11 to midnight. And I'm like, okay, well, how would you help somebody figure out what their bedtime should be? Yeah, I just had a friend ask me this the other day, you know, because she knows what I do. And she's like, I just read something, you have to be in bed by 10 o'clock. And that's the you know best way for you to get the best rest. Um, I mean, I do think everybody has different clocks. Um, but I would say, you know, when the sun goes down, your body, your natural circadian rhythm, your cortisol should be going down. You should be winding down and ready to go to bed. So I really recommend sort of 10 to 1030, you know, at the latest so that you can get those good eight restful hours of sleep. Um, most people get up between six and 6.30. So I think sort of working backwards and just making sure you're, if you're feeling wired and tired, you've missed your time. I think yeah. that's, well, and I always ask people too, well, what are you doing during that time? Because most yeah. of the time, if you're staying up till midnight, yeah. you're not just sitting there reading a book with Epsom yeah. salt. You're on Netflix you know, yeah. and you're searching Amazon. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, doing some Christmas shopping. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Let me think on this for a couple. I had some other one. Oh, a big one. And you kind of mentioned this, but I don't have time for me. That's mm -hmm. something especially. So I don't know if you guys have looked at any of the statistics as it relates to COVID, but obviously the pandemic has impacted everybody, but it's really impacted women a lot more statistically than men. Mm -hmm. And I, we think a lot of that is just the invisible burdens of childcare, virtual learning that we saw early on, um, you know, a lot of those things that that just happen to fall on the, the, the female. So especially if you guys are listening, we have male and female listeners, but this is something I hear a lot from women is I just don't have any time for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's important. I think you have to have you time in order to be able to do anything for anybody else. So any strategies or tips that you have around that? Um, I think for that sort of just like working out, you have to be okay with 10 minutes if that's what you have. And it's not like, oh, but I have to have an hour to have me time. Okay, I'm just not going to do it. So for me, it's going for a walk by myself. That is huge. I love my kids to death, but it's a different kind of walk. So that's when I clear my head. Um, or, you know, 
carve out that time on the weekend and have your partner or whoever, you know, watch the kids and just say, I need to go to the coffee shop for an hour. I mean, some people do better doing a little bit a day that they need to fill their cup or, you know, on the weekend, they try to get that one to two hours, but you don't have to go get a massage or a pedicure and spend money. You know, it's really about getting to the, what fills your cup? What makes you feel grounded and relaxed and ready to like give back to your family? So, um, like I said, five, 10 minutes a day, it can be deep breathing, meditation. It can just be, I just want to be in this room by myself and read a book or whatever it is. But, um, it's whatever brings you sort of that life. Like you feel like a human, you know, again. And I think one of the big things too, even as it relates to that is, is looking at your week on like a Sunday Mm -hmm. and figuring out, like, here's the three times that I can take an Epsom salt bath. Like I, like that for me. So like walking is Stephanie's, um, which is super therapeutic to me as well. But I also am like a fiend for Epsom salt baths. Like it's, you know, I can dim the lights, light a candle, take an Epsom salt bath. And that is like the one thing it's, you know, I only stay in there for like 10, 15 minutes, but it's so calming. Uh, and I think that you mentioned that like really figuring out what fills your cup and it's mm-hmm. not your neighbors or your spouse. Like you yeah. really have to know what brings you joy. Yeah. And remember, as you said, it can be a super small thing for me on a daily basis. Like I always make sure, and I know you guys have heard me talk about this on the podcast, but I wake up with deep breathing and I go to bed with deep breathing, even if it's four cycles and that's it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to, I can do that. It takes literally 20 seconds. And if I can't do that every morning and every night, then, you know, I'm not setting myself up for success. Yeah. So think really small and really big. Any other things that you hear commonly? I think those were the big ones that I wanted to touch on today is... Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's just the biggest thing is to be consistent and it's what matters, you know, that we do most of the time that matters and you don't have to be perfect. Nobody is. And, um, give yourself some grace. And I always say every meal, you have another chance to make a better, you know, decision every day. You have another chance to get that workout in. It's not, you have to wait till Monday. Um, the more consistent things that you can do that, you know, make yourself feel good and grounded and stable, the better you're going to be able to show up for your life and the people in your life. And life is just too short to not feel your best. And so it's like, if there's these small things that we've talked about today that you can do to become a better version of yourself tomorrow, it's like, it's worth the 10 minute walk. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, worth putting your supplements next to the coffee pot. Like these small things really make a difference over time. And that's what this whole podcast is about is little by little, little becomes a lot. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being on Stephanie. And I always want to tell people too, that our health coaches, they do free 15 minute consults. So if you even want to hop on the phone with Stephanie, or if you want to come and see Roswell location and meet with Stephanie and get a tour, uh, we can set any of that up. If you go to statwellness.com, slash book. You can do it online or you can give us a call and I'd love for you to meet Stephanie either virtually or in person and see our Roswell location. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.